sometimes in spirituality, you know, you have to, when you do the self-work, it's a question of stretching out something that seems to happen in an instant. And instead you have to actually stretch it out into slow motion. And it becomes a... Hello and welcome to Finding Your Spark again. We're here today with Christina Fletcher. She's a spiritual alignment coach and I am so glad to have her here with me today and to share with you. She and I, uh, as they like to say, vibe a lot together. So it should be a very interesting conversation. We're going to talk about awareness. We're going to talk about releasing emotions and how we do that and why we do that and how it's really less hard than you think it is. So welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to be here. This is really great. And I, yeah, my pleasure. And I just love the fact that you've included in the intro that, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. It's all about simplicity. I'm really excited to see how this conversation flows because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Well, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I definitely have been at some point in my life uh, the kind of person who, um, who, thinks that everything is really hard <laughs> who's like yeah but I just can't let it go yeah but I just keep circling around to it yeah but I don't know where it's coming from or why it comes up again right and so this is like you know to me once I sort of found this way that I could do things in a much simpler way I thought this is for me this is the way I want to live uh, so I, I can't wait to talk about that yeah I, I think we're really conditioned in that but we're conditioned to see everything as hard, right? Like we have the stack of self-help books. I often use that as a reference. You know, it's like we have the stack of books beside our bed that yeah. never yeah. get read. <laughs> right? And then it becomes that space of guilt of being yeah. like, oh, I didn't read them again. Or, oh, I fell for the novel instead of the uh, no, <laughs> meditation book. Like it's that it becomes this hurdle. And we think that spirituality is some sort and being our whole selves, our true selves is has hurdles to it, you know, and, and I'm all about remembering that, you know, you are a spiritual being, you don't have to try to be more spiritual, you actually just need to work on reminding yourself of your spiritual self. It's not about trying to be more spiritual, it's just being true to yourself. So it's interesting, the the concepts of of difficulty and the levels of difficulty, these hurdles, this hard ladder, this obstacle course that we give ourselves of just being true to ourselves when really get back to the starting line and we're like totally in presence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love this phrase, get back to the starting line, right? Because uh, so much of what I work with people on reminds me of teenage years, right? Is that yeah. we knew, we knew when we were busy saying no to our parents, what we wanted, we knew, and we were willing to stand for it. We were willing to say, hey, this is who I am, and this is how I vibe, and this is where I am in the world, and this is what I want. And um, all of those statements, they, they require a very high amount of uh, awareness, right? But we just have it naturally. Most most of the time, people, unless something has happened in their life early, they just have that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, like, that's teenagers, but also take, like, a two-year-old. You know, like, a child comes into this world and they're like, 
whoa, look at this amazing place to be. This is fantastic. There's like flowers and stars and all of this amazing magic. And, and they know they'll fight for seeing it and they'll fight for experiencing it and they'll fight for playing with it. It might lead to danger, but they don't understand that, but that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have this awareness of wonder. And that's yeah. really an awareness of self, an awareness of your own path. And it is our natural state of being. It's who we are. So yeah. it's exciting to embark. Yeah, I think there's you're saying a lot about that awareness of wonder, right? Because so here's the here's the the way that when I look at like how I grew up, I grew up in this kind of magical place that was uh, had lots of land and it was it was beautiful. There were no there was no real crime or anything. Yep. Everything was good, right? It was the country. <laughs> Nobody knew anything. We were all just living like it was a hundred years earlier, you know. And then you go into the world, and the first one of the first places I lived was in New York City. And you know that that is that is not a hundred and forty four no. acres of nothing, no. right? That is not yes. like go play with your dog no, that, space. That, that's right. quite the contrast, right? So our awareness shifts as we watch television about what's going on in the world, and it shifts as we learn in school that bad things happened in the past, and all of those things. So we sort of hone our awareness into this space that doesn't serve us at all, right? Absolutely. And, and we are told from so many different resources, how to where to put our attention. And quite frankly, from from the inward attention, whereas you know, when you're a kid, and you're like in your space of imagination, and you're in that space of wonder, it's such an inward flow. It's it's such a your observations is where your awareness sits. But at a certain point in time, and that can shift for every person of when that actually happens, it becomes an outward attention. So it's always like, well, what do they think of me? And am I reaching their approval? And am I doing what I should be doing? And am I getting into trouble for this? And and it all of a sudden means that you aren't listening inward anymore. You're listening from the outward source. And oh, they say that this is dangerous. And oh, they say, so it all becomes outward rather than inward. And that's why I say, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing when you remind yourself that the reason why spirituality doesn't have to be hard is it's actually giving yourself permission to go inward. Now, we can say it's not hard. I will say that the decision, and this is what I often talk about with clients and on my podcast and things, like the decision moment, that decision to actually commit to changing your own neural pathways and your habits and who you are to actually go, no, actually, I'm going to listen to my heart instead. That's the challenging moment. It can take split seconds. It can take a lifetime. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great distinction because it puts the 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 weight on the part where we get to the willingness, right? Yes. Where it's just it's just one split second and all it is is a decision or or in my thinking it's really about willingness for me. It's like am I willing? I remember I had this big aha a while back in my business where uh you know, I was listening to some rah rah person in their business and they were teaching you that you should you know, do lots of things in your business. Be more and, raw, raw. Yep. And he said, he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he said, are you willing to do whatever it takes? And, you know, I really connect to that energy because early in my life, I was very much a warrior, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I thought, oh, wait, am I, am I, am I willing to get quiet enough? Am I willing to be resilient enough? Am I willing to move when I feel like 
sitting down and dying? Am I willing to, you know, expose myself to things that are are uncomfortable, mm -hmm. even though I know I want them? Like all of those things. And and that I think that willingness piece is like a really interesting part of awareness, it right? Kind of it's like a, a little sliver of awareness. Yeah, it is. How does that work? It um well, it's interesting because I think you're looking at sometimes in spirituality, you know, you have to when you do the self-work, it's a question of stretching out something that seems to happen in an instant. And instead you have to actually stretch it out into slow motion. And it becomes a question of saying, um, I would actually say that the awareness would come before the willingness. And then the willingness deepens the awareness. So the awareness comes into the, the spark of curiosity. So the spark of curiosity, I mean, we're, we're winding right into slow motion here. So you, you have a moment and say you're feeling bad. So you're feeling stressed out. We'll just work casual, stressed out. So you have, you're really stressed about something and you feel that building well up within you. The spark of awareness begins with the curiosity of what's this feeling? That's it. It's just the question of what is this feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Then the awareness leans into, do I want to feel this way? Then it leans into, am I willing to change how I feel? And that's where your willingness comes in, which then leads to the decision of saying, okay, actually I'm going to focus something different. I'm going to try something different in order to make the change. So it really is a question of stretching out. It's like Play-Doh, right? <laughs> like goo of some kind where, you, where you're stretching it out and actually asking yourself when you slow down into a state of curiosity, you know, when you actually ask yourself, well, how am I feeling in this moment? That's actually when you're introducing the awareness and it's with the awareness then that all of a sudden you align to the willingness or the decision to actually make a change and try something different. Mm. Mm. So it's, it's reflection. Right. And, and awareness is born out of that, that ability to, to, to have that reflection. Now, interestingly enough, so then you rewind it one more step and we're going really like, you know, we go spiraling because everything in spirituality is always a paradox and we go higher and we go deeper and we go in all directions. You could say that, do you need the willingness to become curious? Yes. Yes. Of course. That's where I went. <laughs> yeah. Where's the willingness to become curious? And then it's like, oh, well, actually you might need the awareness to become willing to become curious. And so the cycle is born. So there's this beautiful complex labyrinth that we, we, that happens in an instant. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, and in fact, I mean, you know, often people will ask me like, what is joy compared to happiness and whatever. And I, I rarely answer the question because <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, the words are so unimportant, right? The words are only markers. They're only small uh, uh, symbols for what what we're trying to communicate with each other. So the, the essence of what we are actually communicating is the most important, right? So if at this moment you relate to that, that uh, willingness piece of it, or you relate to the awareness piece of it, or you relate to that decision yeah. word, you just go for it as long as you're doing it. Yeah. That's what matters. Absolutely. Right? And um, I mean, 
language is a fascinating thing because you do receive really words that spark things within yourself. Now, I always, I always talk about that. Like, I mean, I'm also an energy healer. So when I first started studying energy work, one of the things that she got us to do was, you know, one person would think a word and you'd be feeling the person's energy field. And then they would change the word in their head and you would feel the shift in energy. So you would know when they changed their thought. And one of the things that she actually explored was the difference between the words of offering and giving. Mm. And you can say, well, they're just words, but you would not believe the difference in the energy that shifted when you just felt those right. few words. So that's right. It's interesting the way that the, the brain will translate things for you. And yeah, also remembering that no matter what, you'll always hear what you need or where you're focused. Mm. And so you will hear, um, on, on these kind of conversations, you will hear what you need. As a little uh, jaunt to the side, I, I want to just say, I love that you brought up that we hear with a lot of different mechanisms with our bodies, right? We're used to hearing with our ears and having it go to our brain and uh, end of discussion, right? That's what we're doing, we're thinking, that's what we're doing. But in reality, you know, vibration is detectable with yep. our so many parts of our entire mechanism, our little spacesuit. Um, that that you were feeling it through your hands, right? Yeah. You were feeling it through your heart. You were Absolutely. feeling it through your energy centers of your body. I mean, so there's it's so complete. And I think that is why uh, words are both incredibly powerful and incredibly um, uh, difficult to have the same definition of, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, vibration never lies. You can always you can always pick up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And, and intention is everything. That's right. And that's what you're reading. Absolutely. So what often happens with with my clients is that they go like, yes, I'm raising awareness. Oh, my God, I'm angry. <laughs> oh, I am so guilt ridden. Right. So they've raised their awareness. Fantastic. Wonderful. But what they find when they get there are these emotions that they don't want and they don't know how to let go of them. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that works? Um, I think it's really important to, to acknowledge what emotions really are, right? And why they're there. And that is all part of the releasing and shifting. Them. Um, we do have a tendency to, just like we can tell ourselves that spirituality is such hard work, and that there's all this healing that we need to do and all this work we need to get through. Just as we can have that, the other part of it is, is that with, with emotions, we like to label them as negative or positive emotions, almost good or bad emotions. Rather than thinking them through, rather than using your brain to try to cognitively break these down, it's a question of actually going back to that curiosity question of what am I actually feeling here? and allowing that to provide you with a message. So emotions are messages. They are your spiritual source, your spirit, who you really are. It is that part of you relaying something. And in simplicity, that message is actually, okay, you're really, really close to your best self, or you're actually kind of really off the ledge here of not being true to yourself. And so, um, Abraham X, the, the channeled teachers, they always have this great saying where they talk about stress and they're like, yeah, stress is your spirit's way of saying, I can't come in there with you. <laughs> I always just go, 
Okay, yeah. So it's important, I say that as a package within this because I think it's really important to not give too much weight, to continue with the flow of curiosity with your emotions rather than being like, oh my God, I'm so angry. I have to take this out of me and throw this away somewhere and get rid of this horrible thing. You are a whole person. You are, your emotions is a valuable part of you and it's important to allow that to be part of your story. And now how to release them. <laughs> so releasing rather than becoming about ripping them from you and letting them go becomes about this flowing movement of love. And it's about, so like, like your clients who might be like, oh my goodness, there's so much anger in here. It's a question of poking around it with a curiosity stick rather than a rebellion or frustration stick. It's a question of asking, what are you trying to tell me? And where does that come from? I want to dive into that little nuance of it. So uh, let's say I, uh, you're here, you're like, oh, I have awareness, I feel anger, and I'm going to poke at it with a curiosity stick. What is this trying to tell me? So there are a couple of ways that people tend to approach this question, right? And sometimes they approach it with this concept of... Um, what event am I angry about? Ah, yes. Which is very different than what you're talking about, isn't it? I think the question would be, or the reply to that would be, get back to awareness. Because uh, you have to work through all your emotions from a whole place. So... Let's and, get back and from a vibrational place, you're, you're saying, yes. from a, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Well, from a, a vibrational Not from place. here. Not from no, your head. not from there. No, now, vibrational, vibrational is always present from your whole self, from a grounded present state. Let's keep this like really simple because I want to make sure that, you know, we started this conversation talking about how it's like, oh, it's all simple. Let's get this really, really simple. All right. So. Here's the thing to remember, and I'm going to divert away from your question just a little tiny bit, just for a moment, just to, to make this really simple. So it's really important to remember that you are a spiritual being. You are energy. You are vibration. You're in this physical form. I loved your spacesuit comment, by the way. So you're in this physical form. It's what we wear. It's what we carry on with us. We, we, we show up in this day-to-day -day life. We have the traffic jams and we have the dishes to wash and we do all these things. That's your physical experience. That's, that's what we do. You're always gathering information in that and you are receiving those experiences that will trigger certain emotions. But they're triggering certain emotions because your brain is relaying that information and filtering it in a certain way of how you experience it. And then your spirit is also there just kind of sitting back going, well, that's an interesting thing to have happen. Oh, what can we do with that information? Oh, that helped me grow. Oh, I didn't like that feeling. I'm going to go over here and wait for them to kind of catch up. <laughs> and oh no, this is a joyful space. This is where we're going to shine. So you have all these little components in your day-to-day -day existence. If you live only in your physical realm, if you live in the reactionary space of really being in the mud of it, and you let yourself get caught up in kind of being bashed around, honestly. So every time you hit traffic, you're like, oh no, 
here's the traffic, stupid traffic. And then you start complaining about the dishes and you find yourself in this really very physically focused sludge, right? Then if you start poking around your emotions, what are you going to find? You're going to find the frustration. You're going to find the anger. You're going to find the stress. You're going to find the sludge. You know, and then you'd be like, well, what's it telling me? And basically you'd be like, well, it's telling me my life kind of sucks. <laughs> and yeah, that's, yeah. that's where, so that's where your attention is. And that's why I say first step first, get into awareness. Because what does awareness contain? Awareness is when you take a step within yourself so that you're your present self, that you, yeah, you have your physical reality. Sure, you, you have your physical stuff, but you let your mind settle. You let your heart become your center. You resonate rather than with, you resonate with love rather than fear. You know that there's this greater part of everything else and you start letting that flow through you. You connect, I always call it plugging in. So I always say that the universe is like electricity flowing through the walls and you can only access it once you've plugged in. You know, you're not going to go to your toaster and not wonder and wonder why it's not working if you haven't plugged in the 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 um, the plug. So you've got to plug into the universe. So you plug into the universe, and from that point, then, when you start to settle, and you're in a beautiful, calm, centered space, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, how am I feeling? And all of a sudden, this little gremlin of anger comes in. That's when you go, well, where are you from? And what is that? And that's when it becomes about dealing with it because that's something that's holding you back. It's like kind of something pulling at your plug saying, no, 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 don't plug in, don't plug in. So it, it always starts with awareness, always, always, always. And in awareness, it becomes, awareness is truly translated as being the best version of yourself, the whole version of yourself, the plugged in version of yourself. You cannot do it from in the bushes. You can't do it in the reactionary space of traffic jams, if you're angry at the traffic jams. So, uh, so you said this sentence, we, we then have this awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Of the anger of this, because we're using it as our example. Uh, and then we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how do we deal with it? How do we... How do, what's the next piece of that in terms of the letting go or, or wherever you'd like to take us? Well, I would say that it's a question of first you look at, it's a complicated question because it really depends what the emotion is, but let's deal with anger. So with anger, you're going to look let's at say anger. It's anger. Yeah. I think yeah. anger and frustration are sort of uh, some of the things that people go through in just, as you said, in just traffic and just, yeah. you know, making dinner and dropping things on the ground, yeah. you know, like by accident, that's kind of a set point for a lot of people. It is. Um, your first step is to acknowledge it. Like we said, and you become aware of what that emotion is and you feel it coming up and creeping in on you. And then, as I said, poke it with your stick, you're going to start just saying, where is this coming from? Questions are important. I don't think people realize how the power of a question, even if you're asking yourself, because you'll find that you do answer yourself. You find that, and I mean, you can do this journaling. You can do this just by asking yourself. You can put in um, hand on your heart and you listen. You ask yourself the question and you listen. 
and by listening, I mean, you trust what you hear or see. So you might be closing your eyes and be like, okay, there's this anger here. What is this from? And something will pop into your mind. You'll see something in your eye, behind your eyes of this, maybe it's a memory. Maybe it's something like, okay, I'm stuck in traffic and I'm getting really, really frustrated that the people in front of me won't, won't budge. And you say, well, what is this from? Why am I so angry? And all of a sudden you realize that your mom always told you don't be late. And so therefore you all of a sudden go, I can't be late. I'm feeling really, really stressed because these people are going to make me late, which is something I can't do. And, and so all of a sudden you go, okay, my mom's not in the car. <laughs> and I'm not going and, to her house. <laughs> and I'm not going to her house. And this is actually out of my control. And I'm a grown woman. And so I'm a grown maybe woman. even if I am going to the it, house, it doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> and actually, oh, we live in the day of, of mobile phones, actually. So I can text whoever I need to. Um, and all of a sudden, you start to pivot it. You know, one of the things that I like to call it, if, if I just have a one-time session with someone, I just call them a shifting session because it's like, just shift it. It's, it's finding the perspective shift where you take it and you stir it around a bit and go, what is this? Like, really, what is this? And, and then you find that you all of a sudden feel a click and it's like an ease and release. But it, it's an interesting layer to layer step where you just become curious and you give yourself permission to change your focus. It's a flowing nice. process. And there's no guilt nice. around it. It's not like, I can't believe I got so angry in traffic. And, oh my goodness. It's like, no, it's giving you an opportunity. There's an opportunity to allow this to rise up and to become clear and for you to understand your story. So we've kind of gone through this process. And so what I'm wondering is if we can step back a little bit sure. and get to that place where, and I do this a lot on my uh, on my podcast, I start with the question because I want to get to it. <laughs> but I uh, really also love to know sort of the perspective of how did you gain this wisdom and how did you come to this work and how did you decide to share this wisdom with the world and, and all of that. So talk to me a little bit about uh, how did you come to this? I was born the youngest of quite a big family. And in that, I real, I've realized that that instigated me being a rebel and it made me really loud and it made me question everything. So I was also raised in the church. And when you compile being raised in the church and questioning everything, you get an interesting mix. So I started poking everything with a stick and asking. I had a deep connection growing up. Oh, I too lived in the country. And I would experience these moments of connection to something that I didn't really fully understand. So I, I was eager to connect with God. Really, that's the that's the vocabulary that I used. Um, having been raised in the church, but every path that I was ever being taught by other people didn't lead to the same feeling that I would feel in my heart. Mm. So it was almost like trying to translate things. We talked about words earlier. It was like that. It was like someone would speak a different language, and I knew they were trying to talk about the same thing that I was intending and feeling, but it wouldn't match. So I stumbled through my childhood and teenage years kind of 
trying to find a term and trying to figure out what I was and trying to learn new languages to define what I felt. And I went to university, I studied religious studies, um, finally a professor, God bless him, best, you know, what a gift he was, sat down and said, Christina, please give it up. <laughs> He's like, I've- So I've funny listened. how people, people can help us with that statement, right? Yeah. He sat me down, he said, I'm hearing what you're trying to achieve and that's impossible. He's like, you will not find any system of belief that matches what you are talking about. You are a mystic and you have to let this go. And mm -hmm. I kind of tried to say, well, mystic, what do I tell people when they ask me what I believe? And he's like, mystics, don't worry about those kind of things. Let it go. <laughs> I went, okay. Right. <laughs> so a that's true blessing, right. man. Um, so my path of being a mystic really began then. And I started really tapping into this deep intuition of, of what I was lean, hearing and, and feeling, which long story short, um, led to me connecting to Archangel Michael, who then led me across the ocean where I met my soulmate, who's my husband. Um, and it was this kind of magical whirlwind manifestation, um, which I later learned was actually based in vibration, but I didn't know that that's what we were doing at the time. And so... I was developing over the time this, 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 this 4D, 5D reality within human experience. And I had one of those moments, you know, in those moments when you just hit a peak and you're like, oh, I figured it out. <laughs> I, I figured yes. this out. This is so good. And so in flow, this is great. And so I was in one of those great moments. And, and then within a few months, my husband and I got pregnant. Um, we moved back to Canada where I'm from. He's from the UK. Um, and we were living with my parents within a year and a half. We'd had two daughters under 10 months. Uh, we didn't really have any money. Uh, we were living at my parents' house. I was trying to fill the role of a mother and feeling very, very stressed. And it all came crashing down. And it wasn't for about four years, probably that I, it was about four years later, I guess, that I finally went, wait a second where's my source? Where's what I know? Where's my truth? Where's who I am? And, and so that's, that's where I, I picked up the journey again. And I started realizing that it was better to feel happy than right. <laughs> and it was better to connect to my children in a spiritual, soulful way than trying to make them to go to bed on time. And so it, it, it flowed effortlessly from there where, where, where I started realizing that I didn't have much time to work on inner work, but I could also plug in quickly. And, and that was where things really developed. And, and then we had our son, we did a lot of different adventures. We followed our intuition. We did quite a few magical things. And then I became a coach after actually, first I wrote a couple of books about spiritual parenting first, and then I became a coach. And then I picked up energy healing because it's what made sense. And the universe continues mm. to drop in beautiful golden packages along my path one way or the other. Really nice. Really nice. I love that you're talking about connecting and connection and how, uh, you know, prioritizing feeling good over feeling right is something that is kind of required on the on the journey of spirituality. So that's really amazing. Yes. Well, and I think we live in a very pumped up time right now where people want to be right. And, you know, you go online and everyone's trying to be right. And, and when you actually take a step back and say, well, is it better to be more important to be happy than right? 
And all of a sudden you go, I can actually just sit here in my inner happiness. So, um, saves marriages too. Hey, yes, it does. Listen up. Yes, it does. <laughs> yep. 21 does. years marriage. I can tell you. <laughs> it does. It does. It made profound yep. impact on my, on my previous marriage. It really yep. did. Yep. No, it really yep. does. And you know, along that journey, sometimes you come up against things that you're like, it's more important to be happy than right. And then you go, so why am I not feeling happy? And that's where all of a sudden you start, again, with that curiosity, you start poking around it and going, I don't know, let's see what needs to be let go of or what needs to be shifted or let's be curious and let's heal some of this stuff and reframe some of this stuff, you know, because you can't, you can't hold on to the anger. You can't hold on to, you can't be happy if you're holding on to anger or even, and I mean, this is hard because it's hard when people have done you wrong. It's hard when people have really, really hurt you. Um, even holding on to being a victim to that, you can't ever fully claim your whole self. So the healing work is also very, it's very important, important aspect. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I, I like that you're bringing that up. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful that you came and talked to us today. And of course, we will link everywhere you want to link, like the website or something. So, but tell us a little bit about what's available. What do you have for, for our audience? Absolutely. Well, actually, speaking about all of this releasing negative emotion and all of this, I do actually have a process that you can actually download for free over on my website. It's it's a guide to releasing guilt because so often the anger actually starts off with things that we resent or things that beliefs that we are holding on to that we should do. So the guide takes you through your, your shoulds, the reason why you're living the outside voice rather than your inner voice. So the process takes you through identifying what those outward voices are and then letting them go. So then you can actually tap into your inner voice. So that's on the website. You can also learn about my courses. I have a couple of parenting courses on there. I have an energy course on there, um, as well as you can always feel free to just book a chat with me and I can tell you all about what working with me looks like. So great. Thank you so much. That's all at uh, spirituallyawareliving.com. And of course, we will also link it. Fantastic. Thank so, you so much. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.